Hello everyone, my name is Christian. Welcome back to TechPoint. Today, our guest is Jayesh, the CEO at SalesMate. Hello. Hey, Christian. How are you? Very good. Happy to have you on the podcast. At first, please tell us what is SalesMate. Yes, so uh, SalesMate is a modern business platform, Christian. So we actually help small and medium-sized businesses and now enterprises to integrate their sales, marketing, and service experiences across all channels on a single platform and allow them to automate it and also use AI on top of it to further personalize these experiences all within a single native platform. What's the one biggest problem to solve for companies? I think customer experiences are broken when you have different tools and different channels. We fix that problem with our platform because it brings everything, all your customer facing teams on one platform. Uh, they all share the data, they all share the insight and they can deliver outstanding experiences, no matter how they are touching the customer and it, which stage of the life cycle they are touching the customers. <laughs> right, right. Uh, out of your uh, so many features, what do you say are the top three most loved ones? I think uh, the, across all the features, I think number one thing, because if you look at the CRM market, there are so many options out there, but a lot of these options have grown over the years. You know, So, uh, and, and there has been a new trend to bring all the experiences together, like I mentioned. Yes. Many of these platforms are not designed day one to bring everything together. They were designed as, some were designed as support platforms, some were designed as CMS platform. And then they thought, saw an opportunity and add on more features on top of it or acquired companies and integrated them. So fundamentally, the experience for the business teams is really, really bad when it comes to this old, ugly, or uh, CRMs that have grown uh, by acquisitions. And so number one feature that SalesMed offers is it's a modern platform natively designed with everything built in, in one core native platform. So the usability is phenomenal of the platform. That's number one feature that we offer. And not only that, the platform is highly flexible. So a lot of customers come to us from even large platforms like Salesforce and even HubSpot because okay. they can fit their process beautifully in the platform. Because as you know, the low code, no code moment that you see in the market now with Monday.com and you know other players allowing you to build whatever you want, that's the fundamental that we have built in the platform at the core. So flexibility is super important too. And two other things to mention, one is automation. Uh, we have one of the best marketing automation and process automation tools built into the platform. People absolutely love using it. They can automate customer journeys, internal processes and whatnot. Uh, and last but not least, and my favorite that we are launching uh, within this month uh, is Sandy AI. So we are what actually, uh, so Sandy AI is the first co-pilot in the CRM that you can talk to. Okay. You guys have, you've heard probably there, oh, there's a co-pilot for Windows, there's a co-pilot for something else. But most of these co-pilots, they give you, in, uh, they generate text for you. Yes. But we actually took, took a challenge to the next level and said, how can a co-pilot actually do the work for the frontline teams? Like, how can, they, how can they schedule meetings? How can they respond to emails? How they can respond to customers? Okay. Uh, how, they, how can they help trans, transfer the workloads between uh, teammates and lots of other use cases that frontline teams have to deal with. So we built all of that into this one power packed contextual co-pilot and we gave it a voice as well. Uh, so 
I think if I think we all are fan of you know this all the sci-fi Marvel movies. Jarvis. So you, you know the Iron Man and Jarvis. Yes. We are trying to build the Jarvis for sales reps. Uh, <laughs> that that's amazing. That's amazing. Usually, what industries uh, are your customers, or what what was the typical range or target? Sorry, say that again. Usually, your customers are, are do they have any specific industries range or what's the target? Yes, yeah, so I think our customers come from a lot of different industries. As you know, CRM customer relationships is a generic problem. Right. But we see certain industries have uh, more gravitation to our platforms than other. Okay. So we see like business services, which includes you know agencies, software consulting, all sorts of consulting and business advisory businesses. They use as a lot. We also see SaaS companies, uh, real estate firms every now and then. Uh, we also see manufacturing and retail companies using us as well. Uh, retail, specifically e-commerce companies, they come and try to do all of their lifecycle marketing on top of e-commerce with our platform. We see wide variety of industries. More than industry, we focus on use cases. What use cases we can solve for in businesses. And do you have a favorite uh, customer success story that you can share? For example, have helped company X, Y do a thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I would not name the customer. This is one of the large enterprise. Yes. But, um, you know, this is a company that is one of the largest retailer in jewelry industry. And they use our platform uh, across lots of their stores. They have, uh, you know, so many stores across U.S., And they actually use our CRM for to drive all of their in-store customer engagement and visits. Uh, so all of the data is centralized in the platform. They have 600 plus sales reps using it uh, across the enterprise. Okay. And then they have their management uh, using all the sales insights they can get out of the platform. They're using our calling, texting, emailing, everything to engage this customer at each stage before the sale and even after the sale. Uh, they have they have also integrated their e-commerce channel to the platform. Uh, so anything that customer does online, on their website, or uh, all of those activities also flow into the platform. So That's a great one. <laughs> when a customer walks into the store, it's not only that you're looking at customer's basic information. If the customer has been to the website, you will also know what products he was searching for, what is already sitting in his car, You know, uh, what products he recently viewed. And with our AI feature, we are also suggesting what products you should recommend to him uh, to personalize his visit. Uh, and this customer has you know, phenomenal success with the platform. Uh, you know, they are able to centralize a lot of processes. They were able to displace a lot of tools. And when the data comes together, it's just a completely new level of business opportunities that they are able to unlock. Uh, because they were no, never able to do this before. Yeah. Happy for you. Congratulations. How does Thank the pricing you. work? So our pricing, there are different kinds of pricing given the platform has a lot of different capabilities and tools. Uh, so our base software CRM pricing is uh, user-based pricing. So we have three plans, a basic plan, pro plan, and a business plan, and obviously an enterprise plan. Uh, and it's a per seat license. Uh, on top of that, we have marketing automation, engagement capabilities, Uh, those uh, products, we actually price it based on usage. So based on a number of contexts that you want to market, active marketing context uh, approach. Uh, we have uh, other features like built-in calling and texting. 
for that we charge based on whatever you use, which is charge a nominal fee uh, because it's a pass through for us. Uh, but there are various different pricing model based on what modules we use. Primarily starts with user base and then some usage base. Okay, how about the integrations? What what do you see as the most common common on used? So I think we see a lot of social media integrations. Just people okay. want to connect to the channel. We have built-in social media integrations as well. We have Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram. Those things are built-in. People integrate our software to their website as well to capture all the live events, every all the action that is happening on the website. We do see people use Zapier a lot because everybody has a lot of different systems. Sometimes they just want to feed their Excel sheets. Sometimes they want have some unique software that they want to connect to. Uh, they use Zapier a lot. Uh, most commonly used are Microsoft and Google uh, workspaces because we have full-blown email calendar sync. Mm -hmm. So even you don't even have to go back to your email box if you're yeah. using sales mode. If you're a sales rep, you can just live within this one workspace. You don't need to go anywhere. We see That's them perfect. a lot. <laughs> I know that pain, yeah. <laughs> and I know uh, CRM is quite a competitive space. So how do you differentiate from the big players? Obviously, I think uh, very rightly said, it's a very competitive space, you know, and you really have to find the niche where you can be very successful. Uh, and I think what, what we have seen is we tried a lot to find a niche in a specific industry, but I think it's just, it's just too hard sometimes because there are also very industry, some industry specific players too. But what we have found instead is find, we found the niche on use cases rather than specific industry segments. We went up to user segments. And I think the best way we are able to differentiate is people generally who are, previously our focus was small businesses. So we got like thousands of small business customers. And as you know, the focus always changes as you go. So like right now, like this year, we launched a massive new version of the software. Mm -hmm. And along with the new version, we came up with a new positioning. And with new positioning, we also came up with a new focus. So right now, the way we are able to differentiate is we are offering you a better, faster, much more efficient and automated software than anyone you will pick in the market. Like people who are using, because our target is medium-sized enterprises. Yeah. So we see like they find sales Salesforce extremely complicated. Uh, their users hate it. And they see a great, easy to use and cost-effective alternative in us. And other way, we compete with HubSpot too. So people see HubSpot as uh, great to start with, but very expensive to grow on platform. So they also consider yes. us as an alternative to that. So our value proposition and go-to-market strategy is we will offer you better modern platform that you can make it your own. We have a ton of better customization than any of the platforms. And when customers on board with us, number one thing that we focus on is give them a great foundation so that they can fit their process in the platform. If they can fit their process in the platform in an easy to use way, yeah. then next step is automation. So we offer automation layer on top of it. They can automate workflows, internal processes, campaigns. And the third layer that is very important now is intelligence. So foundation, automation, and intelligence, these three, allow us to differentiate in the market. And it's very tightly built, natively designed to really be efficient for the frontline people. That's super smart and really interesting. I, I like how you explained it. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> it, it's, not, it, it's not easy. How about the story of the company? Can you share it with us? Absolutely. Uh, so 
I mean, we as a company, we are founded in 2008, uh, but Salesman as a product came to life in end of 2016. Okay. Uh, but we were actually a primarily a software consulting firm. And we we originally start tried to build a CRM slash ERP platform uh, for Indian market because we okay. were three graduates uh, out of college. We were three friends. Um, and we want to do something different than just taking a job at a large corporate. Yes. Uh, so we, we started this internship and that internship turned into a product idea. We built a massive product, but apparently, you know, this is like a first time founders, uh, mistakes. We did not study the market. We just followed someone <laughs> who was mentoring us and we ended up building a massive product for the wrong audience, which did not have an appetite to pay at that time. Yeah. So the massive investment went down the drain and we continued <laughs> survived to consulting. Okay. But in 2016, uh, we saw an opportunity and we were like, well, we already have this ERP slash CRM. Why don't we take it and launch it in international market? And that's where the seeds of sales met, uh, were sowed. And then from that point onwards, uh, we started building the product, launched the first version in 2016. Um, and we started seeing like, we, because we are a bootstrapped company, uh, so we have no funding. So we started aggressively marketing and acquired our first hundred customers, uh, then thousand, few thousand, and kept growing organically and with our own money and revenue. That's amazing. And today, how, how big is the team? So right now we have about 120 people just on the salesman side. Overall, our company, again, we still do some large scale enterprise consulting uh, as well, because that business always allows us to work with larger enterprises and also use a product as a, as a land and expand strategy. Uh, but all in all, our team is 400 people. Salesman itself is about 120 of them. And when was your la latest funding round? We did not raise any funding. This is completely okay. self-funded bootstrap nice. company. Nice. That's amazing. And way harder, but way more fulfilling. Congratulations. Uh, exactly. Thank you. Was this the biggest challenge or what, what do you say are the top three challenges that you faced throughout the journey? I think number one challenge was uh, you know, really understanding who are your customers and what are the needs are. You know, because you when you when you have a large product to build, it's very hard to lose focus and start chasing uh, some of your biggest customers uh, and serving their feature requests. So how do you really understand who is your core target audience? Who are the customers? What are their core needs? And keeping your product roadmap straight and be focused. Because when you bash in the walls and when you start catering some larger customers, uh, you just lose your product. Products, yes. uh, capability to cater to a lot of other segments and future customers. So that, that is always challenging for any product company. How do you stay true to your roadmap, stay true to your vision? And we constantly have to post correct on that. So initially this problem was very hard because you have only a handful of customers and they start demanding. So you feel uh, an urge to go and cater to them. Uh, and we have done those mistakes too. Sometimes we build something and then, oh, it's not a good idea. Then we end up scraping it and rebuild. It takes so much time and resources, you know. Uh, so I would say that's a big lesson learned. How do you stay true to your vision? How do you stay true to your roadmap and really serve the mainstream customers that you want to go and capture? 
Uh, another one is has been harder for us again in early years uh, was marketing. You know, how do you reach maximum number of people uh, with limited budget? Because we are bootstrapped. We don't have millions yes. of dollars to throw. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I like that fact. The growth is a little bit slower comparatively, but it's much more richer growth and sustainable growth. Right. Uh, so that was harder because we had to put so many, so much, so much effort in building our organic reach. Even today, we get thousands of signups all through organic. Uh, we don't spend much money on ads. Uh, you know, we have we are building great referral channel. But one of the mistake that if I would count in our marketing would be, you know, not investing extremely heavily on organic marketing early on, doing it slightly later. If we would have done it early on, we would have probably been getting even better at more signups right now. Right. Uh, and the third one, I think, uh, if I would say is, uh, you know, really, really identifying, really building the right technology as a product, you know, because, uh, and, and probably this is very much relevant to our industry and our product. Uh, because CRMs are complicated. There are a ton of features that you need to build. But if you don't pick the right technologies and you keep chasing the next shiny object, which a lot of engineering founders have the tendency to do, uh, then you lose you know, the, the capability that you have to serve your customers. You become very much engineering-focused organization who always love to build and pick new technologies uh, versus customer-focused companies. And being, and we have made our fair share of mistakes too. You know, when the new shiny version of Angular is out there, that's the technology we use. We like, oh yeah, we have to upgrade. And then one point you realize, why do we have to upgrade? What does it bring to the table? So how do you actually become very much value focused versus engineering focused? A lot of founders lose the companies because they've tried to optimize too early and try to focus too much on tech versus what is valuable for customers. I understand. Yeah. What's, the, what's next? What's the feature vision? So like I mentioned uh, earlier, we are actually in the process to launch one of our biggest update and we are bringing one of the best AI in the CRM industry altogether. Okay. Even the bigger players don't have the capabilities that we are bringing to the market right now. And we are super excited about it. SalesMed is going to become the first CRM in the world that you can talk to. And it's not just a gimmick. You can It can actually do real work for you. So as even McKenzie came out and said, uh, you know, generative AI is a $4 trillion opportunity just for sales, marketing, and service industries or, or segments. Wow. So we want to grab our fair share of market yes. uh, if that is the case. And with, with this year, new product, uh, you know, new capabilities, and especially with our Sandy AI, uh, we are all geared up to take the entire growth to a completely new level and focus on mid-sized markets. We are seeing a ton of good interest from mid-sized companies, which are really, uh, you know, good long-term customers. So looking forward to, to 2024 with that. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a great year for you, and uh, I'm, I'm happy for you. Now I love to hear the story, your personal story, your journey, let's say after college. Yeah, absolutely. So I did, uh, like obviously, I did my bachelor's in India. I'm a software engineer by education. Okay. Uh, 
So I did bachelor's in India. I did my master's in U.S. And then post that, uh, I tried working at a corporate. Uh, I struggled. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went to the startups. So I've always worked with uh, growing early stage startups uh, throughout my career. Uh, and fortunately, I got really good mentors and, you know, all the, both the companies. One company I worked for, it got acquired uh, by other larger company. It was a financial analytics company called Two Point Partners. Nice. Uh, and I was the first lead software engineer there. So I got a ton of exposure all the way from top to the bottom. Nice, nice. Um, and then up post that, I actually uh, worked with a company called Teseda. And this was one of the very early predictive analytics startup when big data was was the like the biggest word uh, that is searched in Google in analytics. Um, so I joined that company around 2013 and... Uh, I joined as a director of products and we actually built the company's core product from ground up and uh, built the company into a billion dollar unicorn, raised money. Uh, I took a chief product officer position as well. Uh, we work with a ton of large, enter large enterprises uh, and that's where I got great exposure around not just the product, but sales and marketing. And there were times when I, got opportunity to work with some of the smartest people in the world, some of the biggest executives at large banks and large other uh, Amazing. consumer companies. So I learned my my sales skills from, from these jobs and <laughs> really learned to hustle, you know. Uh, and then after that, I joined RapidOps, uh, SalesMed's parent company as the CEO. And right now here, I'm using all the experiences that I have uh, to help build the product strategy and really drive the product-led organic growth. Uh, and we are seeing tremendous results so far. We've been growing by leaps and bounds. Small businesses are almost self-serve. They come to the platform, they buy it. That's This is a great thing for founder. You know, when you see people uh, yes. finding the value <laughs> in their own product on their own and then they drop beautiful, nice testimonies like, where were you all of this year? Why didn't I hear about SalesMed before? Those are the great moments that we, lucky to you know experience every day and from the company perspective i'm now using all of my skills to build a strong sales uh, organization so we can go after msmes uh, that has been the journey and looking that's forward great. to what's com what is coming next <laughs> that's a great journey and i think many people are inspired by that so my next question would be what would be your best piece of advice for a starting entrepreneur or a starting engineer or you yourself then 20 years ago i think i would one piece of advice that i would give to you know younger myself or anybody who is starting a new company yes is i would say start the company for the right reason to solve the problem just don't start something because somebody said it's a good idea or you know you just feel like i don't want to work for this employee you really need to because it takes blood sweat and tear and almost even a lot more than that to build something that is valuable. And you really want to f spend your time and energy in something that can be that, that has a potential to be valuable versus just kicking the tires and finding out three years later uh, that all the effort you have done probably is not going to turn into a great company. Yeah, you went for that. Idea. You have to be okay to, you know, endure through the journey. Right? But really start with start the company with the right reason so that you see a problem that is unsolved 
or you see a segment that is underserved, uh, or, or you see a need that is unmet for a large number of businesses or people, and go and solve for that. That's a great piece of advice, and I have just one last question before we close down. Yeah. What would, what's your favorite software that you use, but apart from SalesMate? Uh, that's a tr- that's a great question. I actually love Figma. Figma, why? Yeah, <laughs> it's so easy. Uh, you don't have there's no learning curve, uh, and it's just extremely responsive. You, it's it's a it's very well designed to enable you to collaborate, to share. It doesn't crash. It has great performance. So they have done great job on not just the visual experience, but also on the things that you don't see, the inherent experience of the product, which is hard to do uh, at scale. Uh, so absolutely love that product besides Salesforce. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you want to tell us today on the podcast? Uh, no, I think uh, it's been great. I think uh, I would love for you know all your audiences to come and check us out if they would like uh, and at the same time if they if there are any questions or you know any way we can help the founders we'd be happy to do it thank you so much for uh, for helping the community and thank you for joining the podcast it is fantastic absolutely thank you so much christian thank you so much Jesh. thank you appreciate it. <laughs> bye